Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they make you say nope or yup from another spin to get back up, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. You are the love of my life. It's my co-host, Evan. When he's around, all problems dissolve, 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 dissolve. Oh, no. All things dissolve. All yeah, things like that, are uh, gone. It's like that Thanos meme from two years ago or three years ago. You know, sure don't remember it. Everyone's dissolving. He dissolves like half of the world. Remember that? Oh, sure. Are we considering all of those people problems? Let me, let's run through people who dissolved. Spider-Man. That's the only one I remember. Got it. Problem. Okay, good. <laughs> that guy. Spider-Man. The Falcon. Problem. Uh, um, num, 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 num. I don't, <laughs> truly, that's all I remember too. Fuck, who else dissolved? Uh, it's well, hard to remember. Is there anybody in your life that isn't around anymore? My dad. <laughs> dissolved. <laughs> oh no, that was Thanos' fault? Yeah. Yeah, oh, everyone, buh. listeners, everyone you've ever lost, everyone that meant anything to you that's no longer with us, Thanos. Yeah. Thanos. Wow. It's nice to have, you would think we would be a more united society with a linchpin of hatred, right? Oh, we, well, I know. I think we're a more united society now than without all those dads around fucking things up. That's all those, true. All those problematic dads. Because problematic. As, mu- as good as your dad was, as, as much of a social reformer and progressive, I bet he was also a little racist. Uh, I mean, who isn't? You're yeah. right. Good call. What was wrong with your dad? Can you tell me uh, your dad's problems? Oh, okay, all of our dads were a little weird. Dads, we must not be problematic dads if we're not gone. Oh wow, we made the cut. We made the cut, or we had our kids after the blip. yeah. Oh yeah, know. he needs to snap us. He does it every ten or fifteen years. <laughs> okay, good. Just all right, all the dads. We'll be gone. <laughs> our racism will be gone soon. Ev. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna deny my uh, my my white privilege. I'm sure I still have some weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a there's a, there's a little racism in all of us. It's true. I used to not like that Avenue Q song. Uh, but uh, you know, now it's more important than ever that we all watch Avenue Q and enjoy it. Did you ever see Avenue Q? No. You've never heard everyone's a little bit racist? I've heard the I've heard that okay. like line, but I haven't actually seen the the linked song. It is powerful. How many memes came out of that musical that I don't think a ton of people saw? Uh, the internet is for porn. Yeah, I saw that uh, one too. Yeah, yeah. Schadenfreude might be I think that's how Schadenfreude was like generally introduced as a concept to america hmm. uh, i mean it's always been around but that's i think how it was all popularized i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe very I'm interesting wrong. very interesting You're doing... i went and saw a avenue q is a musical that includes uh lots of puppet sex um oh and uh i went and saw a the north canton high school production of avenue q a puppet show that includes graphic shit. <laughs> the Greater Edmonton Puppet Theater, children's yes. puppet theater version of <laughs> Avenue Q. Presented by Kevin Hearn. Um, oh, do you think Kev makes his puppets have sex? I don't think so. He's too pure for that. Yeah, I don't think they know. They don't. I don't think they know what love is, except but for like the, d- the most like platonic ideals. See, I. I think that that's true, and I don't think that Kevin makes them have sex, but I think sometimes Kevin's hands move, and they do have mm. sex. They do it without his consent. You know, they make otherwise, his hands move. Or, or Kevin's a little, a, a little like, sneak ball. Like, he's like, hey, how you doing? And he just kind of, like, sidles up, and I bet Kev, Kev can uh, Kevin flirt with the best of them. Oh, do you think Kev has sex with the puppets? Is that what you're saying? I think Kev has sex with everybody. Wow. Okay, interesting. And, I mean, now, as an outgrowth of that, then the puppets also have sex with each other are, and with everyone. You're including puppets with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly they are inanimate objects. Clearly? 
Well, that's is between. Yeah, no, no, it isn't because there's no way to tell when Kev leaves the room whether they jump up and start like complaining about how being forced to uh, perform oral sure. on each other again. Sure. Okay. Kev needs to invest in a wise camera. Kev needs to have something to watch his house. I'm curious. <laughs> what a fucking to see horrible if- thing, though. Like, you're a toy. You get played with in a way that you may or may not like, right? Right. Unless it's like the Toy Story thing where it's like when it's, when someone plays with you, you're orgasming the whole time. Like that's Toy I'm Story. I'm sorry. Thing. Have you seen that Toy Story? A... Yeah. Are Being they constantly with... coming? <laughs> Look at Woody's face, man. He's called Woody for a reason, dude. Oh, disgusting. I mean, they're just they're they're like it's either like orgasming or it's like a drug, right? It's like, you know, they're, they're it's like heroin to them because it's what they want. It's what they look for this whole time. It's what they structure their whole lives around, right? So you think his smile is not performative, like I assumed it was, because that's what the toy is supposed to do. You think it's legitimate, Woody's little creepy smile. I think... The, no, but you see, like, the glassy look in his eyes, like the, the stoned look in his eyes, the, the, the glazed oh, smile... As he's he's being dissociating. He's dis- he's not he's not coming. He is removing his no, brain. I mean, from in the Toy situation. Story two, they get played with roughly by children, and they do not like yeah. that. So, like, Toy Story two is like the metaphor for like they've been addicted to heroin, and now they're selling their bodies on the street for like uh, huh. you know at the the lowest level of like abused sex work, right? Okay, they're, they're you know, and that's it's not good. They should be sure. you know the, there should be things in place to protect them from this sort of environment right even right. if they are addicted to heroin sure i agree yeah the, the, the kids so they get played with very roughly and they get like their heads taken off in their arms and it's pretty horrible right uh, yeah and they they don't like that but okay but do they like any we don't know that they like it when andy plays with them they Actually, lo- they may have said they, that. yeah they say it all the time that's all oh, they fucking okay. talk about but do you think i mean as andy grew into his teenagedom i mean by toy story 3 uh, we see him as an adult, right, or a young adult. Yeah. But like, do you think in his in his strange, awkward teen years, he was forcing Woody and Buzz to sixty nine each other and stuff? No, but they definitely had to watch while he jerked off. Oh God, that's true. Oh, those toys watched him jerk it so many times. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they're up on. The- they were probably in bed with him, maybe at the time. <laughs> I that's don't know. fucked up. I don't know. Like, do you turn your toys away when you jerk it, or do you like make the make all the toys in your basement watch you? Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't move anything, so they're all just facing me. I guess you t- do you methodically turn each each thing with a face in your room. Put all your pictures backwards on the wall. I don't have as many. I don't have as many things with faces in my room as you do. Like I have pictures, but you know, they're not like it's not like Harry Potter where the pictures come alive, right? Well, right? I don't know. Right? I don't know. They're not like a picture well, doesn't take a piece of your soul. I didn't watch Toy Story 4, but I assume part of it is, you know, a toy is anything that we play with, right? Because he's got that little spork that comes to life. So if you've ever, I don't know, talked to one of your pictures or, I the mean... spork is my favorite character because he is made from trash and he wants to go back to the trash. <laughs> okay. I belong watched... in the trash. Yeah, Did I've watched like... all the fucking Toy Stories. I have a five-year-old. Okay. All right. Fair. <laughs> don't get mad at me. <laughs> Sorry. That was um... misplaced rage. I've watched all the Toy Stories. Sure, sure. But what made him a toy? The fact that a child made him, uh, that, that, that he had an anthropomorphic form and a kid put him together and invested a little bit of love into into Sporky mm. or whatever his name was. Yeah, interesting. Okay. All right. So maybe, I guess maybe your pictures. I mean, you've invested love into them, certainly, but the anthropomorphic form is the difficult part. Evan, it doesn't matter. Here's what really matters. Did you actually introduce me? I don't necessarily, you said a line from the song and then we immediately started talking. <laughs> I do, There are a lot of new listeners to the show. Do you want to, 
uh, now I can hold your now I can hold this hostage. What, what are you gonna yes. give me? What are you gonna give me for an introduction? <laughs> the whole fucking show. What do you want? I'll give you a. Uh, we we don't have to do flip when we're done with the next album. <laughs> we sold. Okay, done. Great. <laughs> if the new album, if Detour de Force isn't out yet, we we don't have to do a little singles uh, uh thing. All right, cool, perfect. This is my co-host Saker, by the way, everyone. Oh, thank you, buddy. He's oh. looking he's looking rather uh, rather grizzled today. He's got a little bit of uh little little stubble. I like it. So, Makes you look a little looks a little, little little rugged, my friend. I love doing visual stuff on the podcast. It's good stuff. Uh, my mom. <laughs> we'll attach went... a we'll attach a screenshot of Saker's <laughs> face right. My mom went to the hospital, and I did not shave for several days while she was in the hospital. She's fine now, dear listeners. Um, but when I got out, my partner said, hey, that kind of looks good on you. <laughs> so I've just been yeah, trying it. it. I'm just good. trying it out. It does look know. good on you, man. A little bit of, oh, that's, that's been my look. A little bit of stubble, like maybe a day or two growth stubble. Studies yeah. show people find it more attractive on men. Damn. It all defines, right. It defines your jawline without without looking like a beard, which I'm not mm. a fan of. Also, it gets, yeah. beards get too itchy for me, so I can't. But see, the that. problem is, how do you get down to that? I, I need a razor that just like shaves me down to a, a few days of stubble, basically. I got one of those. It's easy. Just really? Not, just an electric razor, dude. Oh, electric razor. I didn't think about that. With yeah, okay. Attachment. You can take it right down. I need to go buy an electric razor. Fuck. All right. Well, that explains it all. Thanks, Clarissa. You're welcome. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Speaking of music... <laughs> Here's our song this week. Our song this week is called Passcode. And if you've never heard it before, dear listeners, here is a quick sample. You know the passcode to my heart. You push the buttons and make it start beating. Beating. Whenever we are far apart, you send a message that makes me so happy. 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 Oh my oh, goodness. Wow. I am so excited for our listeners who have just heard Pass Chode for the first time. <laughs> oh, is that what we're calling it? Oh, uh, the past chode. Not the current chode. The current chode rules. The past chode sucks. <laughs> Um, my goodness, Ebo, this is our first Hearn from the mm-hmm, album. Mm-hmm, that's exciting. Mm-hmm, We're mm-hmm, finally getting mm-hmm. our, the Herniac is back. That's right. Um, I, I, I was excited to hear it. I did not know what to expect. And what I got was not at all what I expected. <laughs> what I got was a song with no pretense, a song with no mystery, a song with no, just like a straight up fucking love song. Yeah. It was nice. Uh, it was very nice. I mean, Kev does write sad songs about stuff. He either writes a song that's kind of incoherent. Or he's kind of like Ed, where he either goes right straight down the plate, or he is. He either writes a song about a ghost town. Yeah, yeah. Or he writes it's a song true. about like sitting in a chair watching the uh, steamer come in full of sugar from Havana, and the chair must have been he must have fallen asleep <laughs> in the chair, and he must have drank too many sangrias last night at a uh, Murphy McFlips because he got a little, you know, like you get you get real deep into Kev's. Because they reminded him of a girl he used to date on his summer when he went to the summer in Ibiza. Like, <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying is like, not only does this have no mystery, but it also has no specifics. There's mm-hmm. nothing. This is, as I said previously, this this album is a collection of platitudes. This album is a collection of like shit that you buy from Bed Bath and Beyond that you hang on your wall that says like a tiny house is a true home or whatever. Yes. Uh, but like. This is, I mean, totally, but it's so sweet and so uncomplicated and simple. And I was prepared to hate it. I will say, mm-hmm. like, 
I, I, I was well prepared. I looked at the lyrics first and I was like, this seems boring, but it turned out to kind of rule. I think I was a big fan of this song in the end. I'm withholding my judgment till the end. When Aww, I tell you how many clothes I... I'm wearing spilled my spilled my milk too early maybe i spilled my seed <laughs> what's in a front good of time to spill toys. your milk boy oh boy i'd say a good afternoon milk spilling is usually my fave you're like what? watching the clock tick down and then it like ding mm-hmm. and you're like yep there it goes so- noon. soon as it hits two o'clock uh oh, two o'clock. i am yeah afternoon not at noon come on at what point noon is very transitory noon yeah, is fleeting because yeah. at 12 o'clock and one second it's afternoon isn't it well Noon does it's like the uh what's that the archer's paradox where you know you divide archer oh, shoots zero paradox yeah yeah that's the one um yeah where you divide the thing in half and you keep dividing it so there's an infinite amount of points in between the archer shooting and the target so the, the arrow should theoretically never get there and right. so like pm and am like anti-meridian and post-meridian are just on either side of it so the only definitions we have of this space this this liminal space that is that is noon or you know midnight is that we know we're on one side or the other. So if we measure it finer and finer and finer, it becomes larger and larger and larger. So in essence, we are always at noon or midnight. (laughs) I would, I would argue the opposite. I'd say we're never at noon or midnight, right? Because like, both are true. Wow. Fucking deep. I was going to keep talking, but then I realized that I was done talking. (laughs) (laughs) Does that ever happen to you, man? Bro. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I suppose uh, that, that, that it is measured by the most finite, the most granular measure we can take at the time. So as, 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 I don't know what the 12, smallest. Yeah, colon zero, zero, colon zero, zero, colon zero, zero, colon zero, zero. Well, however, yeah, what is the, what's the smallest second? A megasecond? Well, I don't know, but like it's the, what, there has to be the smallest thing that is capable of, smallest unit of time that is being capable of measured, not even by humans, because we have machines that can, that can think faster than us. So uh-huh. the smallest capable, the smallest unit of time that we can even measure. The smallest fragment of time currently measurable is uh, 247 zeptoseconds. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I love a zeptosecond. Yeah, I love um, a zeptosecond with a turkey, a turkey slider. Now, there, <laughs> there is a theoretical time measurement that we haven't actually gotten to yet, uh, which is Planck time. Um, Planck time is the amount of time it takes light to travel one Planck length. Uh, but yeah, we, oh my God, can I read some of these for you? Okay. Mm-hmm. We have a second. Of course we know a second. Then we have a jiffy. A jiffy <laughs> is the amount smaller than a second. Holy shit. That rules. It's one sixtieth of a second. Then of course, a millisecond, a microsecond, a shake. I love that we just, <laughs> we start doing these goofy sh- like things here. That rules. And then a nanosecond, a picosecond. And a Svedberg. <laughs> Jesus. A femtosecond, an attosecond, a zeptosecond, and then another jiffy, and then a yoctosecond. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, why are there two jiffies? Oh, this is so wild. You have Time to ask. is wild. You can't, you can't afford it. <laughs> you can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what? That's what I love is that life is just another series of problems to solve. Just like our boy Kev views life as a... Se- that is actually the most depressing thing that Kev has ever said, is uh, as days go by, there's more problems to solve, but when you're all around, they all dissolve. As the days go by, as the days go by, problems to solve, problems to solve, but when you're around...
like this is kind of dark <laughs> i don't know i thought that was a little bit dark know, like um, problems don't necessarily have to be bad things right yeah yeah you're right i mean part of the, the the only reason i like my job is because of solving problems that's the only interesting part of my job is when someone gives me a problem to solve and i can spend time like figuring out a solution but it seems like the positive thing is that when you're around they all dissolve all the more problems to solve oh my god is he dating thanos oh <gasps> Oh my, can Thanos turn theoretical concepts into dust too? Like problems? I don't see why not. Well, he could remove all the antecedents. He's got all the infinity stones. He can do whatever the fuck he wants, right? I guess that's true. Yeah, all six. But instead he chooses the farm. What a weird man Thanos is. <laughs> Strange guy. He's always, um, it's what he's always wanted to do. Yeah. Farm you, and then be killed. Do you remember at the beginning of uh, the movie when they kill him immediately and then it's like, oh, fucking cool. The whole movie is going to be about the fallout of all this shit. And it was like, oh, this is neat. But then it just turns out that we're going to get a past Thanos to come in. I thought that was the worst fucking shit. There you go. <laughs> I just wasn't, I wasn't a fan of that. Um, well, anyway. You know I, me, wait, I'm not a fan of any of those movies, so. Complaining about Marvel <laughs> movies <laughs> is just a, a pointless thing to do. Um, yeah, boy, oh boy. But that's truly, I, was, I, I have a section of my notes for lyrics. And that's the only note I had was the life is more problems to solve thing. The rest is just commenting on the music because the music of this is very interesting. Um, I've got a couple notes on the lyrics, but not many. Not oh, many. yeah. Please tell me. Talk about the lyrics. So, um, yeah, first off, I wanted, I wanted that uncomfortable specificity. I don't know where it was. That was, that was, my, that was my missing piece here. Sure. Of course it was. To drill yeah. down. The passcode is 3417, especially when you use a number 11 also. <laughs> Like, he just keeps going into it. Reminds me sure. of the time I used to go down by the docks. Um, <laughs> That's the birth date of my great aunt Fred. <laughs> she was the person who I loved most dearly. Dearly. Clearly. Um, so, like, we're getting, like, different love languages for all the B&L boys, right? Oh, okay. Like, Steve's is, like, self flagellating right <laughs> that's i forgot that's my sixth love language at the very bottom is self-flagellation for me <laughs> like he likes to be the martyr right uh-huh and there are people like that yeah 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 i don't think of it as a typical love language but you're right well yeah. i think that's acts of service right acts of se- he he wants to perform acts of service that's acts of self-harm he- yeah i mean I, yeah. I don't know i mean for sure sure for some yeah. people i mean he wants to well, that's the thing like Having a love language that you're you're keyed to, but also being unable to perform it. Right. So like yeah. acts of service, but you're also not able to bring yourself, you know, through either personal or mental or, you know, cultural failings to do those acts of service. Yeah. Like through through like the intercession of depression or something like that. Like I want to be there for my partner, but I can't get off the couch sort of thing. Sure. And yeah. then it just spirals out for Steve. So that's that's quite sad actually. Okay. All right. And then for Kev, you're gonna argue that it's touch? touch yeah i guess um yeah i mean you, you push the buttons that make i don't know i with you by my side oh that might be quality time i don't know you had a different idea for for what these were right you mm-hmm. you had a different idea for okay I just sorry use love ahead. language is like a shorthand i wasn't oh, actually okay okay, okay did you okay, just okay, bring okay. up love languages on your uh on no your, i know them all. oh okay yeah buddy I'm, I'm keyed into those love languages you're a you're a touch boy 
No, I'm a words of affirmation boy, my friend. Uh, I need people to tell me I'm doing good all the time. You're so good. I want to put my fingers in your mouth. Oh, thank you, man. You're so good. What are you? Are you self-flagellation? No, I'm an, your... of, I'm an acts of service guy. Okay, yeah, you do. Oh, that's 100% true. But see, it's I, I need to know these things because that's also how people like to best receive, right? So. Right. I mean, you're good at performing acts of service, so I should have known that. You always mm-hmm. buy food and make food and hold events. and, But yeah, so I need to be uh, delivering you more treats to your door. No, <laughs> that's gifts. I do not need more treats. No, you're right, because gifts, yeah, gifts are a different language. I need to be cleaning your house. Do you need your house cleaned? Oh, fuck yeah, I do <laughs> Who doesn't need their house cleans after a, over a year of pandemic? Yeah, and while you're sick and your child is okay, that's also... <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, sorry. Keep going. What were you yeah, saying? Yeah, so I was thinking like uh, like Steve is like self-flagellation. Mm. Ed is also self-flagellation, but in a weird way. Like it's like uh, castigation for failures where he's like, I wish I could have been. Because Ed and Steve, like at, least at first I thought they were different. But mm-hmm. like based on the last album, like Ed is like, I'm real sorry I cheated on you. I right. fucked up a lot. My name is yeah. Ed. So like there's a lot of similarities. Now I can see why they finally worked well so well together. Or perhaps they were too similar to work well together. Ah. I mean, that may have been their eventual downfall. Was just like they were treading the same ground. Possible. Mm. I don't know. And I think Kev is definitely the most straightforward. Like mm. I love you and you love me. We're both in love. Can't you see? Baby? <laughs> sure. Like, uh, times love like all... times oh, love language is garbage plates. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one thing we ever decide. I think Ty's love language is like a comradely slap on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's true. Man Punching or woman, best friend, human or beast, he will give sure. you a he will give you a a nice clap on the shoulder, and you and in that motion, you know everything you need to know. Damn, it, convey, it conveys perfectly his 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 uh, regard for you. Yeah, yeah, everyone who he's close to. This is how you know you're close to Ty is you go like this, and if you have just a permanent black and blue mark <laughs> right here. In the uh, shape of Ty's spread, the, his little his little spread fingers. Yeah, absolutely. Then you know you are. Hand. They they call yeah. themselves the Fox. And he gets the you. Of Ty. He gets you with the slap, like with his fingers kind of hooked, so they wrap around the back of oh, your Jesus the back Christ. of your shoulder. So yeah, it goes all the way back down. Oh wow! And he does a little tear on the way. <laughs> I don't know. This sounds horrible. Uh, Jim, Jim's love. Are Jim's we answering a, a listener nightmare. question right now? Is that what's <laughs> happening? What happened to this? We went off the rails immediately. This isn't even a late night record. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're just a uh, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it just made uh, me, the, the song made me think of like love songs written by the other BNL boys. We don't really have any love songs by Ty. We only have the Ty Shadow or the Stuart Shadow to go off of. Yes, yeah, I'd say that's true. That's the that's the, that's the shape of his handprint that he puts upon you. Uh, he yeah, puts his mark upon our brow. Or else he gets the hose right now. Um, <laughs> Jim is. Uh, I want to uh, drink your blood. I want to <laughs> rub your face like a mask. <laughs> He's like Jim needs you to lick his eyeballs. Yeah, he Jim needs weird like shit. An old jazz singer at a club who still thinks like who still really not. He was never good at jazz, but he knows jazz. <laughs> and he still thinks he's got it, like a King of Bedside Manor-esque character, where he's okay. like, hey, baby, I want to drink your blood. Like, he's like hitting on women in the audience with their boyfriends there and stuff like sure. that. And all he gets is a beat up in a back alley every night. Okay. But, you know, he, st- he keeps coming. He keeps coming night after night. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm with piano you. piano man. Billy Joel's the piano man. Sing me a song. You're the Cregan man. Um, <laughs> did don't, you hear? Don't sing me any more songs. <laughs> 
Did you hear the uh, Spotify commentary? Uh, no, you didn't. You didn't do that much effort. Uh, yeah, because it's... Hey, it's, hey uh, I did tons of effort, just not the same. I don't want to duplicate effort. You didn't do the same effort. Yeah, it's it's Ty, Ed, and Kev talking about the song. I don't know where Jim was that day. But they talk about how there's no dark undercurrents. There's no double... No, no double meaning. Yes. He was casting his ritual spell of regeneration. Um, they say that there was there's like nothing bad about this song. Also, so fucking weird. And maybe this can lead us into musicality. Um, Kev I'm says it was a rich yet. What's that? You're not done with lyrics? No. Oh, sorry. I did, this, I did all this work on lyrics. Oh, we'll continue. Going. I'll say th- you say your lyric thing before I do this, which will lead yeah. us into music. Oh, okay. Um, the, I didn't get the uh, midday sun reference first. Mm-hmm. Did you? Did you? Uh, beating like beating. a carnival drum, like a carnival drum, like yeah, the like the sun hey. beats down on you. Right? I did a second later. Yes, it took me oh, a second. Oh, uh, I see. Oh that's, yeah, I like I like that. That's a that's a Brennan pivot. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's why I wanted to call it out. Uh, yeah. Beating like a carnival drum, or like the midday sun. Is he? He's just got a girlfriend, Yvonne, like a like a lifelong lifelong girlfriend. Yeah, I think they're 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 part. I mean, they have a kid together and everything. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I, I wonder why people like that don't get. And I'm not saying marriage is for everybody, and I'm not saying mm-hmm. you have to. But at that point, what's the downside of marriage? Because there's a lot of like upsides to it, like sharing. You know, it's more security and all this stuff, and like, but wh- wh- why not get married? Maybe Yvonne is independently wealthy. She's like the heir to the Keebler cookie fortune or something. Okay. So she doesn't want Kev to make her sign a prenup. Well, even that, I mean, they're both, they're both wealthy, right? Maybe they don't want to like mix their finances and things like that. Um, Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I'll buy it. Maybe, maybe her parents were killed by a married man. (laughs) Okay. So she can't get too close. Her parents were killed by a puppet. So she loves Kev <laughs> dearly, but they cannot move in together. <laughs> um, yeah, I did like that beating, like the midday sun. I thought that yeah. was fun. And I think that the the song, the the premise. You say it's kind of like you were talking, and this this will segue into your your uh, back mm-hmm. uh, Spotify stuff. Is that the the song, as they said, seems very straightforward, no dark underbelly, but having the passcode to someone's heart is kind of dark. You know the passcode to my heart You push the buttons and make it start beating How so? Because a passcode means it's uh, if your heart is a safe they can o- you can op- you, someone else can open it up at any time whether you sure. want to want them to or not Sure sure So that is uh, an avenue for manipulation if they're not 100% yeah. on the up and up right Yeah okay interesting um, I think you might be adding the dark undertone to this song. <laughs> Definitely unintentional. Um, well, but yeah, I, mean, I guess if somebody if somebody can can figure out how you work, you know, yeah. they've got control over you, right? Yeah, that's true. Okay, interesting. So, so this song is really about control. This and song Kevin is about the control. Be, that... Kevin's obviously not aware of it. Yeah, that's even sadder. Poor Kev. He thinks that this is a good relationship. This idiot. And instead, he's just being manipulated by this person. Well, I mean, but okay. So let me let me come back around. Um, so is it a good relationship, if or a bad relationship, 
if you think you're in a great relationship, you love your partner and whatnot, but they've just been manipulating the whole time, but they're just on a, another playing field than you. So they're controlling yeah. all your actions. But at the same time, you're perfectly happy. It's like if those relationships where somebody feeds somebody else a love potion. Yeah, exactly. And the love potion is you're in love with them. hundred yeah. percent. It's They'll a great relationship. Yeah. But it's, it's a, uh, it's founded on a, you know, a foundation I, of lies. I believe that the result is more important than the actual, you know, way to get to the result, right? Okay. So, so, if, so no, no deontology here. Motive doesn't no, matter. You're right. I'm, I'm a Kantian boy. Is that right? Or is that the opposite? I don't fucking know. Uh, uh, I think it's Hegel. But anyway. Okay. Um, but in the end, yeah, that's, that's what I'm more, I, I'm basing it on. So yeah, you feed me that love potion. I, I don't know the difference. I'm a happy boy. You're fine. Right? Don't you? You're, do you agree? Obviously, or you... but like, like from a moral authority standpoint, that's fine. Who? There is no moral authority. There's no God. Let it go, Ev. You're always on about. You're going to hell. You're going to the eighth circle. You're going to the fifth circle. But like, <laughs> I, I, I think you just have to let it go. There is no moral, uh, objective moral compass. Killing might be good. You don't know for sure. <laughs> Anarchy is the only true way. And this segues into the musicality. Yes, it does. You hear they make a new Purge movie? We got uh, more to add to our, our Purge I seen collection. any of the Purge movies. Neither have I. We've talked about watching them before. Um, Kev says originally this was supposed to be a Tony Bennett-esque song. But uh, he said he, he originally wanted to hear Tony Bennett sing it, which kind of explains the ending to me, which I hate. The only part of the song I truly hate is the big, like, happy, where I could see him, like, sticking his hand out and waving it like a jazz hand. To my heart, you push the buttons and make it start beating. 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 But on the day they were supposed to record it, Ty played Kev Mr. Blue Sky by ELO. And Kev mm -hmm. went like, wow, this is incredible. <laughs> and how malleable is that boy's brain that like, or how hollow the concept that like, suddenly he was like, I want to make this song sound like that song that we heard this morning. Like, it's cool. This song turned out all the better for being like Mr. Blue Sky. But it's so weird that he what? had a whole song in his head and then Ty was just like, but what about this? And Kev was like, oh, you're right. Well, taking uh, your previous argument in in under under our wings, it's per it's it's fine. There's no culpability here. Tyler oh. is manipulating the entire band. He is the puppet master. It's Kev, true. Kev plays with puppets because you know subconsciously he realizes he is a puppet. Yeah. Of Tyler. Yeah. Tyler is mm -hmm. controls everything. He's the mastermind. Man, that's pretty See, he's good. He controlled us. We think that Tyler's just a happy-go-lucky boy slapping people on the shoulders. Been reality. Yeah, he's got his hooks in us as well. Yeah, yeah. Big time. And maybe, maybe that's why Kev likes Ty so much is because he's the puppet master, and Kev always wanted to just be a puppet, and someone else is pulling the strings. Damn. Some people want to be puppets. I'm not gonna of course, nothing young. wrong with that. That's fine. Uh, Kev accidentally says that uh, in the Spotify commentary that he flushed. He had this for a long time, and that he flushed it out. And then the other people are like, you, you mean you mean fleshed? You mean fleshed it out? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just like the idea that this song he just shat out. I just flushed it out. Um, yeah, there's some, there's some really, really great stuff in this song. The sax stood out to me so much. Mm -hmm. It's so fantastic. I miss that in BNL songs. Uh, that. Oh, God. Yes, horns. Every song, please. They just need a dedicated... <laughs> Horn player. Mar mariachi band. Why not? That would be great. I would love BNL the mariachi band. They should do a mariachi uh, album. I think that'd be great. Oh, man. Can you imagine? 
<sighs> that would uh, be I so can good. imagine. Let's all just would it be a <laughs> would it be a whole new album or would it be cover mariachi covers of their old? I was songs? just thinking it would be like Blues Travel, the Cover Yourself album, where that it's would just be amazing. They go back. Actually, I wonder if there is a mariachi tribute to Bernard Ladies out there. Some because you know there's like a string quartet tribute to Coldplay or whatever. Right, but were Bernard Ladies like big enough for long enough that other people would do? Like there might be a mariachi like version of One Week, but I yeah. bet there's not like a. Uh, whole entire tribute to them yeah probably not god listeners if we can find a mariachi version of a bnl song we'll drop it in here if i'm still talking then i guess we couldn't <laughs> well i'll tell you what we do have uh the album pinch my bluegrass which i think we've talked about before on this show which is that bluegrass tribute to brennan ladies which i never downloaded i don't know why i bet it fucking rules um but yeah i think that's the only Naked ladies tribute uh tribute album but which is a bummer i want more better ladies tribute albums oh well um okay uh what else was cool in this song i love yeah knowing that this was patterned after an elo song is just so obvious in retrospect Mm -hmm. like when i heard that i went back and listened again i was like oh fuck yeah this is 100 percent mr blue sky which is my favorite elo song i was so happy to hear it um yeah uh Lots of great stuff. That trilling drum at the beginning, um, mm-hmm. those big orchestral hits. Uh, I don't know. There's just yeah. yeah. Just like I wanted like a. I'm like man, this chorus was good, but I want a, like a chorus of like '70s singers to cut in with like a la 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 la, and then it did. Then all the BNL boys came in with echoes. yeah, yeah. Dissolve, there's dissolve, dissolve. there's some great harmonizing in this song. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's Kev harmonizing with himself or Kev harmonizing with Ed. But whatever the case may be, um, I don't know. It's good. It's very good. The only the only problem is again I have a problem with Kev's voice on songs that aren't sad or maudlin because it sounds like he's kind of in a hurry. Interesting. How did you? Hey there, did... everyone. I'm going. To... I can't. It doesn't sound okay. like he should be singing that fast. You just feel like he can't keep up with himself. You know the passcode to my heart. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Like he's... like he's like rushing through it because yeah. he can't. His voice like he's like. On the lawnmower, he's pushed it all the way up to rabbit, but it needs to go a little bit faster. <laughs> God, I wonder why he does that to himself. He probably knows his limits. You're right. That doesn't sound good. Oh, once in a while, he exceeds them, though. Damn, dude. And you know what? This is an exception. Because this yeah. song, like, I don't Hold know. Hold on to your armrest, bud. I'm holding. I'm holding. And But even, you know what? We, we do lean back on the Kev mainstays he has his piano solo in here oh fuck that's what i was missing i want six more minutes of that right yes I it's was so bummed good out that the song was only two minutes and 36 seconds long <laughs> I'm like how dare you give me six more minutes i want a dubstep breakdown me too yeah it's that it's just it's so chirpy and jazzy and like maybe what a jitterbug i was just i loved it i loved it No, please. No. Evo. No. Like, I think he leaves a lot of room for other people to kind of do their thing, too. Like, Ty, his big, like, boom, boom, ba boom, boom, ba boom, boom. Like, he leaves Ty a big, fun thing to do. It's time. Uh, just 
everybody really shines on this song. It's so good and pure and fun. Mm-hmm. No, I really liked it. Yeah. I forgot what. I, oh, there's a there's a like a bowed bass or maybe like a cello on like the low C and G strings, like just before, like in the pre-chorus. Like it just huh. kind of like kind of slips in there. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, um, it's got to be Jim. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure it's going, the the upright. Going yeah. ham, going ham on that. Ham. Um, um, the the end of the pre-chorus where they go you like (laughs) (laughs) did that scare you did it upset you it's just uh you are the crystal (laughs) like i just couldn't (laughs) you're gonna make papers want to know who shirts you wear Oh, what song is that? That's Space Oddity by David that's Bowie. That's right. That's right. I, I always think it. of when I. So this is like a whole cascade because I always think of that <laughs> song when I think of the Crystal Gem song. Sure. It's just the same. It's the same chord structure. Oh man, you need to do a giant mashup of all those songs together. Can you do a cello rendition of Passcode into We Are the Crystal Gems into uh, Space Odyssey for me? <laughs> I can't it sound like shit. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of disagree with you. I kind of like that this song is two and a half minutes. I'm I'm into no, I, the like. I also agree with you. I'm not arguing. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I, I meant that as like a sort of facetious. Yeah, I, it's in and out with a small idea. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is this is not a song that can sustain itself for six minutes. But that was a Kev solo. Gosh, yes, it Damn certainly right was. It was. That's what I was. It wasn't just a sustained note or like noodling around on the guitar, like not sure what notes he wants to play yeah yeah it was it was good it was it's solid. straight up yeah i know i'm with you um and there's a, straight from the tap there's a guitar noise too and it's doing a little staccato like blippity blippity in the background and yeah. it's just it's also so fun i assume that's ed um yeah because yeah, you can see him do it on the live versions oh right that's right I haven't watched the live version. I mean, a little peek behind the scenes. This is, we haven't recorded in almost a month, Ev, which is mm-hmm. wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched this a month ago and all the live versions and everything. So I did not refresh myself. I'm going uh. off my memory of this song. But you know what? Here's the thing. This song, I actually have listened to it a couple times interstitially between a month ago and now just because I legitimately like it. I, it's I, a good song. And I, uh, my partner... The week we were supposed to record, I said, like, hey, the song this week kind of reminded me of you. And she's like, oh, fuck. Okay. What is it? It's about, like, some, you know, oh, you're a piece of shit or something. Because she knows that I troll her. And then, like, I, I was like, yeah, I made our Alexa play it. And we had, like, this little moment in the kitchen where we were dancing. with. It. This song brings people together, Evbo. Mm-hmm. It's oh, such a beautiful song. A beautiful song. Beautiful sentiment. Beautiful song. Beautiful man. Beautiful, beautiful man. band. I owe I owe my life Cover to girl. Jim. <laughs> to Jim? Or to Kev. I confuse them so much. <laughs> you don't want to owe your life to Jim. <laughs> he will take advantage, yes. Yeah, yes. Um, I think that's all the notes I have about the song itself as it is on the album. What else did you have to say, buddy boy? Uh, nothing about the song itself. I got a bunch of notes on the uh, live versions, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the selfie cam jam first. Valentine's Day, Emily's house for Children's Hospice, which actually made me kind of concerned because Kev said, we're, you know, Emily's house is the Children's Hospice and they give good care to children who are facing end of life care. And uh, they've been really helpful to me and my family. I'm like, wait, who in your family has died? Like, which child in your family has died, Kev? Well, Well, he does have, I mean, his daughter is very, very 
is. I I'm not sure. I, maybe she is. I do not want to speculate, but I do oh, know that his no. daughter has uh had a bunch of birth defects and like I oh, think no. yeah I kind of wanted to live not in that world where I didn't sorry know that. buddy bliss, but, maybe I'll know, cut I this asked the question I asked <laughs> I the question it makes yeah. me dark in my heart now um yeah but uh oh, but yeah I, I know that his little daughter Havana uh, I think. Uh, so I, I don't know. I have no idea Havana, what his relationship is. <laughs> what is his relationship to Cuba? I still don't know this and I'm curious. Um, the selfie cam jam is great. Uh, hearing the key that Ed is singing in is wild. He's so high up there. It's beautiful. Yeah. And he looks like he's, he looks like he's passing like a gallstone. Like his face <laughs> is just, is just agonized. Yes. Like, it hurt, like singing hurts him. And like Kev is like, in a scarf and Jim looks like he's going to straight up just murder someone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then Ty looks bemused. Like, just like, okay, here we go again, guys. Oh, cause this he knows, he knows yeah. that all song he's like, God, it's like when you're at work all day, but you know that you have like a convention it's Friday at work and you're like, just thinking about it all day with a little smile. He's thinking <laughs> yeah. about his extended solo, the whole song. <laughs> he's like, Oh Man, I'm so excited. This is Can't be wait great. to get there. I'm yeah. on the bus, baby. <laughs> and he does do. It's like a, a 30 second drum solo, which which is great. It rules. And like uh like Kev's intro. Here's some chocolates. <laughs> and as they say in Gay Paris, je m'appelle Kev Her. <laughs> Something like he does the intro to the actual song itself reminded me weirdly of like the pre Mr. Rogers, like piano rumblings where it's just like tinkle, <laughs> tinkle, like just a uh, happy little tinkling on the piano. Yeah. Um, I think this is for my money. I think this is the definitive version of the song for me. Like I liked this way yes. better than the album version. Agreed. Agreed. That hay hits so different live yeah. when they're all doing yeah. it. And it's joyful. Yeah. It's just uh, so much of this is joyful. I guess my question is, um, is it really a selfie cam jam if someone else is filming you? No. But because how do we know? Be- it's, it's clear they're all being filmed because the do... cameras are moving around within oh, the context of their rooms. Yeah, they're like focusing and turning and whatnot. Yeah, the no. It's I not refi- a fixed camera. I refuse to watch any more selfie cam jams based on the principle that they are liars. Well, <laughs> hey, no, again, your, your, self det- your negative self-determination argument that rears its ugly head. As long as you enjoy it, it doesn't matter what the motive is or what the underpinnings are. The ends justify the means, basically, was your argument that you were uh, you were saying. As long as the person in your relationship falls in love with you, you can do anything to make that happen, and it's a good relationship. Yeah. God damn you it. you kill everyone else in the world so that some your partner is forced to love you and no one else? Oh, that's the dream. That's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> I really wish. <laughs> you know it. Uh, the selfie cam jam also had Saker's YouTube comment of the week. Saker's you, 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 YouTube comment of the week. <laughs> it's a long one, so strap in. <laughs> this is from <laughs> Chibiko-chan from two months ago. Chibiko-chan from Kasugaishi. <laughs> Hi. You don't know me, but I know you. My dad knows you. Ever since I was very little, he's been playing your music in the car and everywhere else. When I was little, five? He let me listen to Snack Time. He still plays your music in the car. Why am I telling you this? I feel a burst of nostalgia like no other. It's so bad that sometimes I start crying. When my dad dies, this is what I'm going to remember. The good times in the car, the only music I listened to growing up. My favorite is Hello City, which gives me the most nostalgia now. I cry. I know my dad's going to die someday. I love him. Your songs remind me of my dad so much, and I want to thank you so much for making them. And for those of you who are wondering... 
my dad is not close to dying. He's around 35 now. He's perfectly healthy. He had some issues with his heart, maybe, and some others. I think he's going to be just fine. He's my dad. He'll pull through. I just wish it were like the old days. Happy me listening to snack time without any worries or stress. Thank you so much for this music. Jesus. That was a fucking journey. (laughs) What the fuck? I think about my dad dying all the time. He's fine. He's fine. I am seven years old. I'm just letting you know I'm obsessed with my dad's death. This, this scared the shit out of me, this YouTube comment. What a strange thing to constantly that was think pretty about. pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> it's just down such a weird rabbit hole. I probably should got, have gone to Chibiko Chen's channel just to see what kind of like snuff dip content they post. <laughs> snuff dip content. <laughs> I presume they're another uh, uh, dipper. I like to drown the chips for eight minutes in the dip before I eat them. Uh, oh, one month ago, they posted a thing about quitting YouTube. Oh, what a bummer. Due to personal reasons. We lost a shining star this day. <laughs> Chibiko Chan, we. Oh! The description of the video says happy April Fool's lol! Fuck! Chibiko Chan got me! You. Oh my god. All right, I'm sorry. I got it. I'm, I'm done here. I'm done. All right. Um, more live versions of this. Uh, live at... <laughs> did you watch the one at the Cambridge Corn Exchange? The Cambridge Corn Exchange. Yes, I did. With <laughs> Liam McKinnon. Yes, Liam McKinnon. Do you know who McKinnon is? He's the guy we saw with Steve... Uh, at, at this, the Stephen Page trio, right? This is Steve's guy. Came up and banged on that box for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's a box banger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, But yeah, it's it's fun to watch Steve's guy up there. Uh, this is at Soundcheck, which I thought was interesting. So there's no oh, yeah? crowd. It's just... Oh. It, was and it Ty filming? It's Ty, like Ty like, turns the camera on himself for a little second? Yeah, Ty's filming with like Liam's phone or something, just so Liam can have a little video to remember it by. Um, this song... You know what? I don't know if, if the definitive version for me is the Selfie Cam Jam, because in every live version, I think it loses a lot from the disinclusion of the brass and the orchestra hits. Like, mm-hmm. I think that makes it sound so much bigger and... I don't know, more full. No. Hard disagree. Hard disagree. Got it. I like it stripped down. I like it stripped down, no nothing. You like your passcodes like you like your coffee. (laughs) Stripped down. (laughs) One number, please. (laughs) Sense to me. Um, Yeah. I I guess my question for you is, do you think Liam McKinnon's a better drummer than Tyler? No. No. I do think this is a killer drum solo, but Ty... Ty, I want to. I think Ty could do anything with the drums. I think Ty could make those drums sing. Ty is a drum genius, and for you to even have the implication that anybody could be better than Ty at the drums, kind of pisses me off, Ev. To mm, be honest, he thinks the gentleman doth protest too much. <laughs> do you think he's better? I think on comparing solo to solo, yes. Wow. I think his drum solo, his drum solo on this is better than Ty's drum solo at San Diego in Los Angeles 2015. Wow, that's huge. Okay, I don't know what to say to that. I've... I mean, I'm only comparing one data point to one data point. So, sure. You know. Okay, very small. But if that's you've just you've made an enemy in me. <laughs> whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That song always makes me think of my dad. <laughs> he's he's fine. <laughs> um. Did you watch the one live at Philly, uh, no. six twenty eight fifteen? Peak Kev. I got kind of bored. I only watched like one or two of the live ones, but mm-hmm. 
Kev is introducing the song and then he starts to be like getting ready to play it. But then he's like, oh no, there's a bug on my piano. And he like scoots the bug off his piano <laughs> and then he starts to play the song. He has to take it off the stage and release it into the environment. <laughs> he takes a 10 minute drive to a sanctuary and releases it and then comes back. It's just peak Kev. It's so, so fun and so good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any other live versions that really... Yes. Uh, I saw the San Diego and Los Angeles. It was pretty normal, um, but it's just like a close-up of Kev cut from two different uh, shows. But on both shows, he's got a fuck ton of puppets on his piano, like a rat and two old men and like... Kev is yeah. exhausting. He's, <laughs> he's a lot. He's a lot. He truly is. It's very. It's hard to, to be Kev's friend in this podcast. But okay, that's cool. So another thing that the, the um, Liam McKinnon uh rabbit hole got me down was liam mckinnon interviewing the boys with what are called the ping pong bats of truth it's a so it's first it's ty versus ed and then it's kev versus jim and Uh they've got two ping pong paddles each with each other's face on it okay and then he asked them questions and they have to answer who they think is i see oh that's fun okay so let me ask you a couple of the questions okay wait who am i choosing between well, you all can the boys, all of them, because okay. sometimes they they sure. point to the other people. Sure, sure. So, who's the funniest? Ty, Kev, absolutely not. <laughs> That's what, according to them, I stoutly refuse to believe this. Okay, who is the best cook? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Ty again. You're right. Okay. Bing, All right. Bing, bing, bing. Good. Who cry? Who is most likely to cry at sad films? I mean, Kev. Ed. No way. Maybe we've got these boys all wrong. Yeah. Who can't remember? Who always forgets the lyrics most? I'm gonna say Ed. Mm, it's Ty. And Ed says Tyler still does not know the lyrics to One Week. <laughs> <laughs> he has never gotten them right, not even once. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's incredible. Okay. <laughs> Uh, who takes the longest to get ready? Jim. Kev. Wow. So he's a funny, prissy sort of like, uh, that is not at all how I picture him. Okay. And uh, who's the best dancer? Ty. Jim. Jim. I've never seen Jim dance in his life. He dances all the time when he plays that bass. He goes, bloop, bloop, oh, bloop, he bloop, grooves. Bloop, bloop. That's right. Some jizz music on that. Oh, this is an easy one. Who smells nicest? This is an easy one, Ed. Kev. Ed smells like sandalwood all the time in my thoughts and memories. Okay. All right. And the last one. This is the one that that preempted me my comments earlier in the show that after you said I did no research. Who's the biggest flirt? Ooh, boy, oh boy. Who's the biggest flirt? I'm going to say Jim. Kev. Unreal. Unreal. You heard it from the boys' bottoms. Oh, was that like a unanimous? Yeah, they all pointed to him. Oh my God. I can't... Maybe we've been wrong, just 100% totally wrong about Kev the Kevin whole time. Has, Kev has us fooled. He's a smooth operator. Oh, man. yeah, absolutely. Good Lord. Wow. You remind me of a girl I took for, for butter brickle ice cream on the uh, <laughs> Cambridge Porn Exchange back in the summer of 78. 
You remind me of the ferry that I took to Staten Island when I was only seven years old and the waters were so calm. Um, wow, yeah. Do you think he, he like, I don't know. I mean, they're all married or in relationships, I guess. I guess we don't know what, what sort of... Uh, Maybe that's why um, he and Yvonne aren't married. They wanted like an op- a truly open relationship. Um, maybe, maybe that's a good. I mean, you can have a truly open relationship. Even you can having been married. <laughs> you can, but there's no like, there's no legal ramifications or whatnot. Like, uh-huh. um, like because I know that there's some there's some like cheating laws still on the books, and you can use that um, if you get a divorce. You can use like really? if your spouse cheats on if you if you you know have your spouse cheating on you even if you have like a verbal agreement you can use that to get more in the divorce sort of thing okay so they maybe they didn't want any they wanted it they want to be free and clear of all entanglements yeah that makes sense free and clear and under control um okay Mm -hmm. wow well thank you for that is a lot of research that you did ev i'm impressed with the amount of research that you did don't point at me (laughs) don't get all up in your own ass now (laughs) um yeah okay uh ev i think we're about ready to tell me I was about to rate this song, uh, but you got to tell me which robot this song is. Ooh, a robot with a passcode. Yeah, yeah. This robot is well. I guess it's a robot of in a, of a it's a program, Uh-oh. right? Because okay. what's a robot? What's a robot but a program in a in a, shell? in a shell? What are we but a soul? What a soul driving soul a ghost driving a skeleton driving a zombie? Are humans robots? We're just a program. No, because we don't have. We don't have like our physical forms don't have like ball bearings in them. That's the important. Which, I which is the I which think is we the did talk about this. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. So if this when this thing has a physical body, it will have it has ball bearings in it. Okay. So this is of course Sati, who is of course the child of Kamala and Rama Khandra in Matrix Two. Oh, okay. <laughs> back in back in Turtles in Time. Sati Matrix Two. Yeah, I d- it's a deep fucking cut, but then Kev really like locks in on this. <laughs> um, you know, you, you know how he is. Like this is the deep dive that he was doing because remember as I said earlier, like when I talked about the dark side of the passcode, right? Um like it's like the we talked about how like if someone's manipulating you, you're in a relationship, um as long as you're happy there's no one at fault here but if you think about it like it's just like the matrix where all the humans are in there it's like joe pantigliano said put me back in right this steak tastes great like the robots aren't at fault here right saker okay according to your argument so this is the same same thing kevin thinks but but uh kamala and rama Khandra are two programs and and kamala is actually like a a, an interactive programmer so she's got a physical form and sati has a physical form later in the matrix because this is all like nested levels of like sure the Wachowski sisters, <laughs> like, personal, like, I don't know why, like, the Matrix did so well, and they were like, all right, girls, go crazy. And they were like, sure, <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. So they just, like, it's, like, biblical references, like, the Bhagavad Gita is brought in, like, Sanskrit. I mean, Sadi's the wife of Shiva, and and the primordial, like, is, like, a primordial cosmic energy, but she's a little girl in the Matrix, mm-hmm. uh, who is a program that was created out of pure love between two other programs oh my gosh okay yes she would be she is the literal passcode to these programs heart but wow because she has no purpose the machines want to destroy her a program got everything a in the matrix has a purpose that makes sense. even humans are inefficient batteries yes got it okay so to protect her her parents take her to the Merovingian blah 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 <laughs> um so there's like 17,000 nested things there's a, remember those really uh, those albino twins yeah, with the sunglasses sure 
the ghosty the ghosty boys uh the merovingian is like some like uh program you know rum runner um so but but they offer they they give her uh, the Merovingian offers her protection in exchange for the passcode to the Oracle. If you remember the Oracle from the first Matrix, she's that old woman who has all the kids with her, yes, and she's like the vaguely. she's like the seer in the Matrix sort of thing, yes. and she's protected from the the the, the Mister Smiths and whatever. Sure, sure. So they give they um she uh, shelters him, and the Merovingian gets her there in exchange for the termination code for the Oracle's outer shell, which I'm not sure. I guess she's a physical object too, so she can you know they can get inside and, and rip her up or whatever. But um, Sadi is, is uh, created out of pure love and she's actually a, a key code for the matrix itself, ex- the matrix itself, because she can recreate the matrix after all of the shit that happens. And so she was Smith. created with a purpose. Well, she can. Yes. The Oracle is the only person who sees that in her though. I see. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, if there were problems in the matrix, she could just remake it and make them all dissolve. Well, not until she, not until she, she could. Yes. After the matrix dissolves, 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 right. she rebuilds it okay. more or less Hey, got along it. with Neo's help. <clears throat> and I may be missing some of this because it's been about a decade since I've watched any of the matrix movies. And when I watched them, I was probably drunk and doing something else. Right. <laughs> okay. We need to have and a, I think if there, a matrix. If thing. there are movies you need to pay attention to, right. like pay detailed attention okay. to it's, it's matrix two and three, I guess, uh, because they're all like, they get so deep. Yeah. I, I I don't think I understood. I'm looking through the Matrix wiki right now, and this is pure gibberish to me. I don't remember or understand any of this. Uh, so I I definitely should rewatch them at some point. Um, but good gosh, that's cool. She's, she's a major character. I only vaguely remember her. That's interesting. Well, I only vaguely remember the second and third Matrix anyway. I remember the second Matrix being my favorite because it has the fight, the burly brawl with all the Smiths. That was my favorite part of the Matrix, period. (laughs) I feel like watching them again, I will like them way less because I bet the CGI does not hold up. Yes. And I'm sure all the philosophy is very 101 level, like silly, ridiculous shit. But hey, when I saw that in like junior high... Oh, blew my mind. I walked into the first Matrix movie not even knowing what I was in for. I didn't even, I'm like, oh, there's a movie called The Matrix. I'll go see that. I heard it was good. Yeah. Bam. Blew my mind. Did it really? And that set you down the path yeah. that uh, you're like on 14, today. Yeah, yep. Took that red <laughs> pill. And, uh... Isn't it awful that red pill got taken? Red pill's such a great metaphor. Ugh, I hate it. Um, okay. Very interesting. What's the point of being an asshole if you can't co-opt stuff that's cool? Yeah, co-opt stuff from trans community <laughs> like <laughs> ugh, boy. uh let's go ahead and rate this week's song Eva, as usual we're gonna rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed the more naked this song is the better the fewer clothes it has on the worse so on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed ev where does this song fall for you sun breaks through the clouds rising above the horizon mr blue sky in my window between the blinds it comes Onto my eyes. My eyes pop open. My smile, poof, <laughs> like a actinic flare, like a like a, a lens flare. My smile is just on. I sit up in bed. I look around. I, I sleep in the nude. But first thing I do, take a stand up, wrap the comforter around me. Then I begin to clothe myself. I put on bell bottoms. I put on a nice a nice thin shirt with a low button down V. Mm-hmm. I style my hair back. And uh, walk out into the sunny day. There are flowers all around me in the meadow in which I live now. Mm-hmm. It's 1973. Mm-hmm. 
nothing nothing but uh good 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 ahead of me and good for america okay all the get the oil shocks are over i don't know maybe they are i don't know i'm not up on modern american history we don't have anything to worry about it's the 70s that 70s show i am eric cartman or whatever his fucking name was from <laughs> your show. references are all just like i don't know if i, I don't know what this is <laughs> Okay. This is a good song. I'm wearing like a. I'm wearing just a pair of bell bottoms with no underwear, so you can see everything. Nice, good. I'm wearing a shirt that is short sleeved with a low V. No shoes, no gloves, no hat. Wow. Smile the day around me. Shirt and pants, nothing else. And it's like I'm wearing nothing at all because you can see everything, my friend. That's outlined. Beautiful. Dressed like a like an arty, the strongest man in the world. I'm Pete. Ooh, that that tight shirt. Are you doing the poses too? You know I am in the sunshine, perfectly uh, my little Viking. I am doing all the poses. <laughs> and then I go play with my best. I go to the playground and play with my best friends who are seven-year-old boys. Oh, nice. All right, great. Oh, yeah. Artie was kind of fucked up. And I, I hang around them all <laughs> day. Um, For me. Uh, and their parents are totally okay with it. Absolutely. Because they know that, you know, you're... You, you're perhaps well, not all there. Because they're parents and they got shit to do. That's also and true. so, like... Yeah, I mean, I was basically like latchkey kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone was a latchkey kid. Come home from school, do your thing. Come parent comes home from work at like six, you know, or so, and then dinner, and then go do more of your thing. Come like home you're from school. By you got to be self-sufficient. Microwave French fries. Sit down on the couch and watch Sailor Moon. Ebo. For me, this song. I'm about to go on a hot date. Uh, so I am prepping for this hot date. I'm putting on my clothes, my nicest clothes. Uh, we're going out to Gramilia, the fancy Italian restaurant in town. <laughs> when you're here, you're grim. <laughs> you're grammily. You're grammily. <laughs> um, and uh, so, so I go out. This this girl is incredibly attractive. It's just, it's just the Italian restaurant where where just olds go to. You have to be. Oh, if you're under if you're under sixty, they turn you away. Yes, absolutely. And of course, this is much later in my life, long after my divorce. Uh, my child is grown. Well, you, the, you put the you put the olds makeup on so you can sneak into Gramelia. That's right. I drove the olds mobile down. Should, why should all the clubs be for the young hip folks? And that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, so me and this girl, we put our old man and old woman makeup on, and you know, truly, I mean, she even even with the appearance of a seventy year old is still radiant. Uh, talk about talk about hip. I just had mine replaced. Oh, <laughs> that's Gramelia. right. On the stage is the Gramelia. Uh, they have their their resident comedian who does a new set every night. It's Johnny Tuto. Mainly just he hears people saying things. He goes, hey, talk about spaghetti. Hey, when I was young, it was called noodles and rocks. Hey, hey. I'm so fucking old. <laughs> Uh, you remember the Bee Gees? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I was around so... before the alphabet. How could I remember the Bs and Gs? <laughs> oh. oh. Um, so we have our date. It's going really well. He goes on for a six-hour <laughs> set every night. <laughs> Mainly consisting of, hey, oh. <laughs> can you believe I'm up here? No, can you? <laughs> Bada bing. <laughs> So uh, afterwards, we go back to her place. Uh, so hungry. <laughs> just can you gonna finish that? Could you just slide your plate up on stage, ma'am? Just slide them up. Speaking of slides, the slides I used to use were dinosaur backs. Hey, oh. oh, okay, folks, I'm gonna read. I'll see you later. <laughs> You've really latched onto this character. 
<laughs> you get back on in five, Johnny. <laughs> Better go to the bathroom. Hey. Oh, but my diaper's all full, boss. <laughs> um, what the fuck? We go back to her place, Mister <laughs> Mister Gramelia. Can you please, can I please have bathroom? Mister Gramelia. So Frankie Gramelia is who made Gramelias. That's what we're deciding here. Yeah. Okay, it's not just the combination of grungy and familia. Okay, or Granny and Familia is what I meant to say. Um, no, that was just a happy, that was a ha- happy, happy coincidence. coincidence. Sure. Yes. Um, we go back to her place. We wash off the old person makeup. <laughs> we start making out. She starts taking off my clothes. And I say, listen, before you do this, I got to tell you that I my, my midsection is kind of strange. <laughs> when I was little... My parents put this on me and I reveal, of course, the chastity belt that I've been wearing since birth. And I say, and that's why my, my misshapen body has formed around this chastity belt. So my, my waist is very, very tiny. Oh no. Yeah. You're like a bonsai man. Yeah. <laughs> and I say, I was told by my father that the person who knows the passcode will be the one who gets in. And she says, I don't know. And I say, look inside your heart. She says, Okay. And she puts in the four numbers that she thinks it is. And we look at each other and she pulls the lock and it's still locked. And I just shake my head, gather my clothes and leave her apartment because I'm going to wait for the person who has the passcode for my heart, Evan. This girl's not it. But you know what? I am walking down the street doing the walk of shame. I've got my chastity belt, my infant chastity belt on my (laughs) tiny, tiny, tiny body. I love this song. I'm mostly nude for this one, baby. I uh, just got some metal underwear on. Um, but yeah, it's a good song. And you know what else is good? Commercials. We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. <laughs> hey, Ev. What'd you, what'd you, well, how would you like to be remembered? I'd like to be remembered through an epic poem. I want the epic of Saker to, to reverberate throughout the years. I want it to be about how I, just all the good deeds that I've done in my life, but I want them to scale them all up by one. So if I walked an old lady across the street, I want it to be that, you know. Two old ladies. Two old, yes. Everything, I just want them to add one to whatever. The time I ate that humongous hamburger, I actually ate that one and a smaller hamburger as well. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I want to be remembered. I call it a plus one memory. I just want one more than what I actually did in life. A mall kiosk. Yes. Plus, plus one, one memories. memories. They, uh, they, uh, they write down a little, they, like it's like, they get like someone to ghost write your person, your, your loved one's life, mm-hmm. or at least a section of your loved life, but they like, they punch it up just a little bit. Yeah. It's like one of those, like a uh, old, do you remember, what's that fucking song? Friday, Friday, gonna break down on Friday. Of course I like remember. That, yeah, that, that whatever that that the mall kiosk that used to do that, where you'd like pay I don't know five ten thousand sure. dollars, and they'd make your they'd make your sixteen year old daughter a star in a music video. Yeah, yeah, um, it's like that, but for I guess a, a epistolary like <laughs> just diary entries. Sure. Well, no, because you're like okay, grandma, we all miss grandma. Of course, she died. She died. She just died. Um, she left you a note, but it's horribly racist, um, or just kind of like you know, bare bones. Like, 
Good, good, good job. I love you, little. I love you. Oh, hey, hey Johnny it's Two me. Tones. So Johnny, you gotta get Johnny Two Tones to punch it up just a little bit, <laughs> and uh, make sure that uh, you know Grandma's remembered the way that you want her to. Because you don't want to remember Grandma as you actually was. Kind of racist, a little bit mean. Sure. Like, well, I think that's another good question. Is it increases the good? Does it also increase the bad? Do we plus one on the bad as well? So if you gave them that racist note to re- rewrite, would they just add in one more uh, slur per line? Is that... Well, um, it's different packages, I assume. <laughs> okay, that's the cheapest package. Yeah, the cheap- well, cheapest package is just they just, they, yeah, they, they plus one everything. Sure, okay. With it. They run it through an algorithm that just <laughs> plus one It's everything. just an AI. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's Sati, yeah. the AI. Okay. Yeah, but I actually... Um, I have, I have to apologize, you Saker. Actually, I got the question wrong. At the oh no! What was the question? I, it, it, I, I, mean, I said, "How would you like to be remembered?" But I actually meant, um, sorry. How would you like to be dismembered? Oh no! Because as we know, you are a dark creature from beyond the grave mm-hmm. who stalks the night mm-hmm. and eternal. Uh, nastiness and horrifying okay. sneak through the uh, the gravestones mm-hmm. and pluck the skulls of ravens to place upon your eternal throne. Correct. Yes. And you can be destroyed how? By the noble hunters who are coming to end your eternal reign? Is it how I would like to be dismembered? How would or you like ha- to be dismembered? Or what is the only way to kill me? Because oh, I, wow. I choose not to. What is a dismembering? If they slice off a finger, is that being dismembered? What does it mean to be dismembered? Good question. Let's find okay. out. Hey, Doogie. <laughs> the action of cutting limbs. Yeah, limbs. But is, okay. does it have to so, be all the limbs? Um, I think it's sever all the limbs. Yeah. Wow. So there's really no two ways to be dismembered. Because all your it also means to cut up into pieces or take apart. I think dismember has a like, you know, has a loosey goosey meaning, uh, right? Okay. You don't want to be every everything I'm reading says uh, the cutting, tearing, pulling, wrenching, or otherwise relieving the limbs from a living thing. I I don't I don't see the into pieces, but maybe 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 so. So how would I? Okay, so there are different ways, of course, to dismember someone. They're still gonna rip off all four of my limbs, um, but I would choose for them to use. Um, I, I would like to be killed with kindness. Uh, so what I want them to do, uh, is I want them to kiss your limbs. Off. That would be nice. Yeah. If there's somebody with little kisses who could just like, maybe they put a little acid on their lips and they just kiss my limbs off. That would be great. I love that idea. Uh, but they have to be whispering nice things about me too. Ooh, your limbs are so sweet and so nice. Oh, you're so strong. Have you been going to the gym? <laughs> ah, yummy, yummy limbs. How would you like to be dismembered if? Uh, well, first, my head must be cut off and removed from my body. Mm. It's going to keep talking to you, and my body is the only thing that keeps it from being incredibly convincing. Uh-huh. So it's going to get way more smooth. Um, it's going to figure out exactly what it needs to know to get you to do what it wants to do. So you're going to have to plug its mouth with a bunch of oregano, because everyone knows that I cannot get enough oregano. So I'm just going to, instead of talking to you and like playing on your darkest fears and turning you against your friends, I'm going to start... Nom, nom, nom. Oh, just chewing on. Just gotta keep emptying, chewing on that oregano, and because you know you're not gonna get. Don't give me any water, because then I'll just swallow it down. It's like the, you know, back in the day, everyone did the oregano challenge. I remember it on the internet. I remember it. Just take a take a big spoonful of oregano. Tosh point oh. Yeah, I think when I come over next, you and I should do the turmeric challenge, 
where we just make our mouths real orange. Um, we should just God. let's go through your spice cabinet. Can we do all the challenges? The there's a lot of weird spices. Tarragon in my cabinet, challenge. No, the Old the, Bay the challenge. challenge. The, <laughs> we can do a lot of fun ones. The whole black cloves challenge. Uh, Ev, do you know who else dismembers from time to time? That would of course be Zoro. That's right, Zoro from One Piece. We are watching One Piece. For Joe, this is a One Piece rewatch podcast, and for Jory, it's a recap of their first time through. Together, they discuss the anime as frequently as they can. Episode 61 is called Zoro Fights a Woman. That's all the information I have for you about <laughs> episode 61 of We Are Watching One Piece. I want you I want to do the saffron challenge. The very expensive challenge. <laughs> That's right. You gotta bring enough saffron over to Jesus fill my mouth with Christ. saffron. Christ. The pure vanilla bean challenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was thinking about doing the truffle challenge uh, sometime later this month, if you're in for that. Uh, where uh, you go to a restaurant and you say you're doing the truffle challenge and they have to give you as many uh, truffles uh, as you want. Uh, and I don't like truffles. I've had them once or twice. And Are you talking about the mushrooms or the chocolates? Yeah. Oh, the mushrooms. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm. You're talking about the chocolates? Yeah, I mean, I was talking about the mushrooms too, and I also hate mushrooms. So that's why it's a challenge, oh. buddy. I like mushrooms. I just I like the, the flavor of truffles, but I wouldn't want to eat them because they're always dried when I get them. I don't know if I've had them fresh. Anyway, I also um, I'm sorry. I got the, the original question wrong. Again. Oh, did you? Um, how would you like to be? S- nope, nope. I was going to say September 11th, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Listen to we are watching One Piece only on the Orange Groves. <laughs> back with more bare naked ladies a podcast for you now we sing the wheel make it here we go we made it so good for you we wrapped it up and put it a bow on it but the paper is from the world wildlife fund it has lots of pandas on it and you know that no one was harmed in making the paper and inside the present is a gift certificate to aspca our segment this week is called piece of cake pair this song with a food or a drink the passcode to my heart, baby. Um, ooh, mm. you know what I had last night? I ate some mm. chicken hearts, and they were delicious. Went to they're surprisingly good. Yeah, you went to like a, a teriyaki place. I went to or like Radizio, a our 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 friend oh. Radizio Grill. Wow, I guess it is safe to go there again, isn't it? We had a big group, and we were all like, "This was the one place we were planning to go before the pandemic, so let's go back." Ah, so that's what you did. That's what I did. Went to Redizio. Um, Canceled plans with me I, to go to Redizio. Okay. Listeners, Evan said, <laughs> let's call off tomorrow night. And I said, okay. Immediately made plans. Five minutes later, Evan goes, actually, let's not call off. And I said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Saker waited. Saker was such a good friend. <laughs> I was supposed that to he waited wait? a whole 30 what, seconds. You canceled plans? And I didn't cancel. I said, well, maybe. And then you already made plans. You said, maybe it's not a good idea. I assumed that was. <laughs> we're off. It sounded like we were off. All right. You know what? You're forgiven. I'm sorry. Ego te absolvo. I forgive you. I hope you had a good Rodizio. It was great. It was one of the best experiences of my life. Uh, For my money, Teos de Brazil is better, but we neither here nor there. We went to Teos de Brazil way pre-pandemic, and uh, we they were the worst service. We got sat in the back room because it was so full, but we were the only people in the back room. So they never came back there with the meats. We had to constantly be like asking, like, can you send some people back here? Can you? 
And then I did the embarrassing sitcom thing where I was complaining about the service, complaining. I'm like, fuck, this is so bad. The waiters don't even give a shit about us. And then all my friends were looking at me like wide-eyed, and I did the, he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> and sure enough, the our our meat finally came behind us, and I was insulting them. Yeah, boy. It was like 20 waiters, all uh, 20 servers all lined up with their big skewers. You don't want to fuck with the people with the skewers and the knives. That's scary. Yeah, then they take they take you. Back. That's correct. Um, so I don't, but I don't actually know that chicken hearts would go good with this song, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's something that some sort of food that's. I mean, we were talking about saffron earlier. I think like some sort of valuable food that needs to be locked in a safe. Yeah, I, I imagine it's like one of those like YouTube things where it's like, what is a $10,000 cheeseburger tastes like compared to a regular old McDonald's well, burger. Is there a food that you have to solve to eat it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's difficult to open or to get open. Puzzle <laughs> You're Googling puzzle food. But just like, I don't know, a Cadbury cream egg. No, you don't have to solve that. Just like, I don't know, a banana? There's some puzzle to a banana. A fruit with a peel, <laughs> you mean? Well, there's no so like like fugu fish, right? Like yeah. the, the like something that's or like or like or a rhubarb, right? Something you need to like get the poisonous part out of. Is rhubarb poisonous? The leaves, oh, I think, are poisonous. Oh, interesting. So yeah, that's kind of the puzzle food. I could see that. Um, yeah, okay. I like fugu. Let's run with fugu because afterwards, you know, you're happy just to be alive, right? As the song says to us. Um, so so like you're. It's like that Jiro Dreams of Sushi. It's like the because you go into a ex- super expensive sushi restaurant that you need to like re- re- reserve, you know, a year in advance. Sure. You need that. You need the code to get in there. Yes. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think that might be it for me. That fugu fish turns the key that makes me drive. Makes me feel. Does it make you feel alive to eat something that could kill you? It most certainly does. If improperly prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, it just dissolves in your mouth. It's so oh tender. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, now that makes me really want to eat fugu fish and listen to the Bare Naked Ladies in combination. <laughs> the perfect combo, as uh, as I've always heard. Uh, okay, wow. Ev, we did it. And this episode is running long, so we're moving on to the this next segment. This episode is brought to you by Gramelia. <laughs> Get all the fugu fish you can eat. Hey. Only at Gramelia's. <laughs> now it's time to take an email from our friends. Our fans are terrible little typhoid Marys. Oh, wow. You can email us at itsallbeendonepodcast at gmail.com. Here's an email from our friend, David. Hi, David. Hi, David. Seven and Acre. I'm back for the kind of validation that can only come from near strangers on the internet calling me a literal god. I've got you your Spotify playlists as requested and listing them off was actually incredibly helpful. Here you go. Saker's grinning streak playlist, Evan's grinning streak playlist. I'm going to put these Spotify playlists in the show description from this time around. David is just like the fucking best. I I can't believe someone has the patience to both listen to us and then re listen to us to get this shit down. So grats buddy. Thank you, David. You're an honorary member of the Gramelia Breakfast Club. He's the fourth boy in uh, in the It's All Been Done podcast. Of course, the third being the man we talk about the most Jesus. in our lives. <laughs> Jesus. John Haddle. <laughs> Shit, actually, we do have a lot. John Haddle, Jesus, the Crypto Naturalist, and David. That's my holy quadrinity. Now for a question. 
It seems obvious that the members of the band each represent one of the seven deadly sins. For example, Ed's theme of cheating on his wife would suggest lust, or maybe envy. However, even including Steve and Andy, that's only six sins. What sins are each of the boys, and who would represent the final sin to round out the band? What instrument would they play, and how would the band's dynamic change, which with every single sin finally represented? As always, thank you for doing the things you do. Keep being a couple of cool fellas. David. First off, thank you, David. Thank you. That was an amazing question. And I think this is we've been on this podcast so long that we've actually answered this because remember when we put the boys in the circles of hell? Uh oh, are those related to the seven deadly sins? They are. Did we give the seventh sin to someone? We did not. Okay, so that's what we have to So wait, can we can we name what each of the boys were and what sin they represented? I cannot remember because it was like in like our second or third well, season then just like nbc says if you haven't seen it ev it's new to you so let's go ahead and label each of these boys with a sin that they might be i'm trying to look desperately for a writing utensil so i can actually write these down all right so our seven deadly sins we've got lust gluttony greed sloth wrath envy and pride do we agree that ed is lust kev is the flirter in the group yeah 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 i would say steve is definitely pride okay oh you think steve okay all right so we're going through these so steve is pride uh all right so wait is ed less than i say yeah i think that makes sense with his cheating i would say greed because he wants to keep all that big bang royalties okay so then can we slot kev into lust for being the flirtatious one Hmm. I don't know. Flirtation doesn't necessarily mean lust. He might just be in it for the game. It might be. I feel like Jim is creepier or lustier than. Um, really? Well, let's leave that one off because the table. Because lust doesn't. Ne- lust isn't necessarily as lust does, right? It's it's all internal. Yeah. That's the thing about sin. Can, can we give Ty gluttony at least? <sighs> you are so paint by. Numbers. Okay. Well, then fucking you do this one. <laughs> I'm trying to suggest trying to give them give the listeners different than what they heard before because right before the last time we put them in the layers of hell we probably went straight down but the we plate. were right i mean we don't need to give them a different experience we need to give them the correct experience mm, but things the boys have changed since that we we all acknowledge the boys have changed since you know whatever album i you know i think you should drive or whenever we rated mm. them and we've changed too everyone's different now so it's it you know it's truthiness. There is no correct experience hmm. with regards to like the you can't chart clouds, Saker. Well, so so a map is not the territory it represents. Everything is constantly changing. We're never gonna agree. I think Steve Pride is good. Ed Greed is fine, but you got one, so now it's my turn, baby. So I'm gonna say Andy is sloth because he quit the band. <laughs> he left. Yeah. He's not coming back. And you know what he's doing nowadays? Sitting on the couch eating bonbons. That's yeah, how... Teaching college classes <laughs> and raising successful daughters. <laughs> That's how Andy spends his days. All right, so now you get one. You know, We don't get to collaborate on these. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, Tyler is Envy. Envy. Why is Ty Envy? Because he never gets to write a song. He doesn't have... He's always just playing the drums. It's his only instrument. All the other boys are multi-instrumentalists. Mm. They're singer-songwriters. Mm. He's just a good old backup vocalist who's just, you know, he's envious, so he manipulates them to to chart the course of their careers and drive the bare naked ladies slowly down and down and down. Because, if you'll know, the, bare, the BNL has gotten 
progressively worse instead of much- <laughs> <laughs> from album one it's just gotten way 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 okay um uh, i think you're forgetting allergies my friend <laughs> ty's writing contribution to the band which maybe we'll get to one day if we ever get back to reviewing snack time <laughs> uh okay um i think kev is wrath I think his calm and cool exterior is just a barely held on to mask. The slightest thing happens to Kev and I've seen him blow the fuck up on someone. He goes ballistic. Um, Not fun to watch. Not fun to watch. Um, So, yeah, I think he's, you know, he's just hiding what he knows inside to be his wrath. So we have two more left. Uh, we have. I once saw him flip over an entire pan of baked manicotti. Bud, trust me, you. I was trying to get to that manicotti. <laughs> there was ricotta cheese everywhere. We got gluttony and lust, and you have to give one of them to Jim. <laughs> oh man, lust! Yeah, lust. I already yeah, said but lust. Why? Because he's. Have you heard him sing about love? Mm, yeah he wants to drink your blood he wants to jump inside your drink he wants to <laughs> worship at your altar he wants to be your feta cheese or some bullshit yeah he wants to he wants to crawl inside that manicot he wants to be on stage for six hours mm-hmm. you know like i think i've made my case for kev being lust uh, uh, jim being lusty okay all right i'll buy and that he seems all mild mannered below that like thin plastered on plastered on skin is a skeleton mm. full of boners <laughs> bones and boners <laughs> the jim cregan story uh okay so with gluttony i am gonna go straight on the plate here just because i think he would make an interesting addition to the band i think let's add chubby checker to the bare naked ladies <laughs> <laughs> that's straight down the plate chubby for checker. gluttony oh you gotta have chubby checker for gluttony um i mean what songs did Chubby Checker sing? He did sing? the and twist. A... And let's oh, twist okay. again. <laughs> After having <laughs> twisted once. Uh, and those were his really his two big hits, right? So we've got an uh, 80-year-old <laughs> um, R&B singer who suddenly joins the Bare Naked Lady. So what instrument does he play and how does he change the band's dynamic? Hmm, let me get a picture of Chubby Checker, modern day. Okay, all right. Go ahead. I'll allow it. Okay, there he is. Okay, I see him. I see him. Ooh, that's a that's a svelte. Yeah, he man. doesn't look bad for being eighty. Yeah, he looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, pretty damn good. What kind of ba- instrument would he play? Um, I don't think he played any instruments when he. No, he's a he's a singer, singer, right? What sort of instrument do you play by twisting? Maybe he has a boppet that he has on stage, and we're just suddenly <laughs> inserting like twist it, pull it into Barry Good Lady songs. <laughs> Hello City! Pull it! <laughs> that would be great. Bop it. Yeah, yeah. Or like a, I mean, yeah, yeah, never mind. I was going to say like an accordion or something, but that's, you know, fuck it. The bop it. Place to bop it on stage. He like comes on stage, he's like, alright boys, you got me for one show, but my, but you've signed my fucking rider, which means I get to play the bop at the whole time. So, how does this change the band's dynamic? So we've got them on stage doing pinch me and every so often it says pull it or twist it because yeah, he doesn't sing he doesn't he doesn't sing he doesn't do anything he just, he plays, just plays the, the bop it. it um so but i think people are into it 
I think this is yeah because it hits that I mean because Bare Naked Ladies is to an extent a nostalgia band now and I'm sure they're getting new listeners I'm sure and their music is good so they're pulling them people but I think by and large the majority of people listening to them are people who you know listened sure. to them back when they were a bigger Agreed. band so I think that that hits the the bop it the nineties like, craze the nineties yeah. craze millennia yeah because oh, everyone man. had a bop 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 did you ever know anyone who had a yeah, bop it my friend John Haddle had a bop it. Oh my fucking Haddle! He never showed me that goddamn oh, bop. He may have left it behind. I asked him, and he said he didn't have one. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry to tell you, he was keeping it from you. He always said never tell Evan about this, but you know what? I haven't seen him for so long. I feel safe. Is there someone behind me in my webcam? What? Yeah. Oh shit! All right. Um. Ebo, so, but I think also people are always saying like, there's no new instruments under the sun. There's no, you can't come up with a new instrument. And suddenly Chubby Checker comes on stage at the Cornhusk Pavilion with a boppet in Evansville, Illinois. And people are like, holy fuck, the, the man did it. <laughs> Chubby Checker and the Good Ladies rocketing to 83 fame. Year old, 83 year old Chubby Checker creates a new musical style today. Oh, I thought you were Casey Kasem for a second. 83 year old Chubby Checker. <laughs> no, no, this. I'm Casey Kasem, <laughs> 83 year old chubby <laughs> That's Casey. You're Kasem. right. I'm sorry. Good, good job. Um, yeah. So I think he, they rock it back to fame. We we get stunt levels of fame with Brandon Ladies at this point. They bop it back. To oh fame. my god, uh, that's incredible, Evan, Evan, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exactly what happens. So good. All right, great. Hope and hope we story. answered your question, David. <laughs> Ebo. That's that's mm. the, that's the pull. That's the drop. That's mm. the bop. That's the twist. Slap Come it, on, baby. Um, Won't you do the twist? Uh, Ebo, are you wearing a shirt that says Army on it? Yeah, it's one of my dad's. Oh, okay. Uh oh. Oh no. How do I do? I drag his dad, or do I drag him? What do I do here? Uh he's on. Undra- I should say it was one of. My oh dads, no! But... Now he's undraggable. You can't drag a man when he's thinking about <laughs> his father. <laughs> Um, Ebba, what do you have to plug this week? The army? Brood, oh, um, yeah, no. Okay. Army, what What are you plugging? The anti-army? Uh, no, the flag smashers? No. The flags. Big flag smashers. Uh-huh. Trying to think of like a, I don't know, National Guard are okay, right? Uh, I don't know. Are no. they okay? I don't know anything really about them. I'm sure yeah. they're problematic. Yeah, I'm sure they're infiltrated Get by off. racists like every every armed service Do branch. Do you know where the Proud Boys got their name? No. The Proud Boys got their name from a song called Proud of Your Boy that was cut from 1992's Aladdin. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Who's who's proud of their boy in Aladdin though? It's, no one has. A, I mean, the only father in that is Jasmine's father. Well, of course, Ali Baba, Aladdin's father, comes in later iterations. That's but that's the <laughs> second one. That's proud of your. That's Prince of Thieves. No, Aladdin too. It was a, it was a cut song about like uh, about like Mama. I'm gonna make you proud. I know you haven't been proud of me, but you're gonna be proud of your boy. Uh, I, I don't know who sang it or what the fucking deal was. I just learned this information yesterday. Uh, yeah, Aladdin's an orphan. Jasmine has a father, but no yeah. mother. Those are the only family relations, I don't know. right? I don't know. I'm just, I'm, ju- I'm just telling you what I know, which is that the proud boy Jafar seems to be <laughs> childless and unmarried. But we don't know anything about his father. Yeah, and we don't know anything about the genie's family mm, either. Good point. 
Uh, Does the genie have a name in Aladdin? Yeah. I think or is he just known by his job title? Mm. Or his, like, uh, I don't know, is genie, a, genie is a job title and his, like, species, right? Because he is a genie, and he does genie I thought his first name was Gene, and his middle name was E, and his last name was Uphthalamp. Fucking we, sure, I'm sure it is. a baby, eats a boy. <laughs> Do you remember that commercial? No. No, it was about collect calling, and they were like, say your name. We had a baby, eats a boy. And that it was trying to... Uh, fuck it. Never mind. If you know, then you know. I will include a link to the We Out of Baby Eats a Boy in the notes and credits of this episode. Well, does he have a name, F? He does not. Um, but, I mean, Jafar becomes a genie at the end. So is the genie originally a genie? Or did he? is he a, a foolish sorcerer who wished himself in to be a genie? Has he always been a genie? Oh, and do you think he just went insane from years of being in the lamp? He used to be an evil sorcerer. You'd almost have to. Yeah, that makes right? sense to me. Do you think the lamp inside the lamp? Do you think it's like a hollow deck where you can like anything you want can happen? Uh, but it's ultimately it's ultimately flawed because it's all based on your suppositions. Like it's not there's nothing there's nothing original to your experience inside the lamp. I think that makes because he can change his clothes and he can change his physical appearance. So yeah, that makes sense. So he can do all that inside the lamp. Yeah. So he gets infinite wishes, but they all happen within the lamp. Yes. 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 That is correct. Oh, yeah, okay. that's not a bad thing. So that would that would probably it, it wouldn't be a bad thing for a while, and then it would be very bad. Mm, why? Because you have ultimate. I mean, you're God, right? Sure. And but except you can't create anything. You can't make people outside of love, your own experience. You can't make people yeah. die. You're not God. You're like a demigod at best. But you can make things that aren't people. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And then you could kill them. You can kill them, and that's all you make really them fall want. in love. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, Ev, you are sorry. You're you're. What are you plugging? The Proud Boys. The, the, Is that what you like? The, the genie's tr- the genie's true name. <laughs> the genie's true name. Okay, very good. Uh, I will be plugging uh, the third Aladdin movie, which I think needs more recognition. Uh, what was it Cave of a Million Wonders or some bullshit? Ebo, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Aladdin the King of Thieves is Aladdin 3. Oh, what was the second one? Good question. Well, look it up! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know! All right, never mind. Ebo, I've been Saker. Yeah. I've been Evan. And we'll see you again in... One... One week. One week!